Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Not So Charlie Browns. Episode 6. 6. And this is a part 2 of last week's episode. So this is, um, what is it? The Male and Female Brain, part 2. And we are joined again by... Ben and Camille. Sorry, Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Ben and Camille are back with us. So we will be continuing the subject of male brain versus female brain. If you haven't listened to the part one, go ahead and listen to that one first. It's pretty entertaining, but this one should be too. So we'll get right back into it. <laughs> so last time we talked about men being like rubber bands and women being like waves from the men are from Mars, women are from Venus book. So we just wanted to continue with some of the things that they talked about in that book. First, and I've seen this in Ben. I'm sure Jess has probably seen it in Jeremy as probably. well. <laughs> but men are kind of like a Mr. Fix-It. And they don't ask for help. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you have a problem, do you want Jess's advice on how to fix it? Or do you just want to go solve the problem? Probably just go solve it. Yeah. yeah. Or even if there's like something that it's is not that going... I don't value her advice though. Oh. Yeah. I think, but <laughs> you value your own more. But... No, I value just getting it done. Yeah. That's what I value the most. Okay. But even if like I know that there's something going on with him, if I bring it up, he's like, "Oh no, like it's fine. There's nothing going on." But I know that there's something going on. He just like doesn't think it's worth talking about or fixing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he thinks he can just do it himself, but I'm like, it usually doesn't work that way because then it builds up and then he ends up talking to me about it yeah. eventually. I see this a lot in Ben, especially when we were first married. Here's an example. Like, going for a car drive, actually, change that. It's not when we're first married. It's still now, <laughs> at least this <laughs> example. When we, when we go for a car drive and I don't know where we're going and Ben doesn't know where we're going and I want to look up directions, he's like, Turn the maps off. I can get there by myself. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Oh, my gosh. She does that in the store. Also, just Like, if we don't know where something is in the store, he'll be like... I'll be like, okay, let's just ask someone because we're wandering around for, like, so long. He's like, no, I don't need anyone. And then I ask, and, like, they know where it is immediately. And we're, like, wandering around forever. That's only, like, half the time. Half the time, they're just like, oh, they just wander (laughs) around. And then it's like, why did I ask for your help? Plug for men here, though. Like... (laughs) It's part of, like, our DNA or, like, our biology to, like, search for things and not know where to go. Like, that's part of our ancestry is to, like, let's go to that mountain. How do we get there? I don't know. Let's figure it out. So I'm just you saying. see the mountain and don't like, you just walk towards the mountain. Like, there's a primordial or whatever that word is, like, instinct. Neanderthal. <laughs> you call it what you want, but it's an instinct. It's the nomad instinct. It's innate. <laughs> well, yeah. one thing I mentioned in the last one was about navigation specifically, and I said that male brains use distance, traveled, and directions, while women's brains use landmarks, generally speaking. Oh, that's oh I believe that. I feel like yeah. that's not true, though. I suck at, like, north, yeah. south, east, west. Well, I get... I get <clears throat> I'm pretty good at those, <laughs> but I'm, so I'm terrible at, at street names. Like, I can't, I just, I remember, like, I in our town, I know, like, one street name. I know Main Street, and that I know where like Main that Street is. Well, That's actually, it. But, like, I'm, I'm no, okay I like with... street names. Okay, how yeah. do the street names in our neighborhood go? What's the order? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Viola, Edmiston, Gladys, Oakbrook. <laughs> well, but like, where he's in, like mm, okay in Rex, like, outside our house I know like Ammon and Lincoln like the Science, main roads yeah like the main roads yeah. <laughs> well see I have no problem using road names well that okay like the principle of road names I'm not against that is what I mean but I can't remember them I know Main Street yeah, and 2nd yeah. Street because that's pretty much where we live <laughs> yeah but like that's all I can remember well, I, I can't, mean that's Rexburg <laughs> yeah like, that's literally all there is in this town well and well yeah, and everywhere else in Rexburg is either First Street, Second Street, Third Street, Fourth yeah. Street. Like it's pretty easy, and I still Super can't. I can't remember it, but I can get anywhere in town. Yeah, but other than those two streets, it's just like junkyards. So like, it's yeah. true. But even like even in Utah, like I can get anywhere, so long as I know where it is. I don't need street names. 
Oh, that's a pretty easy statement to say. <laughs> but I just mean like even places that aren't. I feel like even, you just contradicted yourself. Like I could I could take you to a spot I crashed my dirt bike five years ago <laughs> that's fifteen miles from any road. I could get you right back to that spot, no problem. Hmm. You know? But I I don't know what road was nearby. I don't know the road name. You know what I mean? I still think though that that's you're why, better with road names though than I would be. That's why I think my brain doesn't do landmarks very well. Sorry to cut you off, but that's the long-winded thing. This was all for me to say that that <laughs> I don't. I use landmarks a lot in my navigation. Oh, you do. I do a lot. Okay. Yeah, but how often are we going somewhere and you're like, okay, travel north for thirty miles, and I'm like, okay, just tell me like when I'm gonna pass like that one bridge where that rock is like sticking out into the tree. Like I can figure that out so much easier than like the distance of thirty miles in my head. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also it's like oh, what did we talk about before? The that what oh, were Mr. you talking fix about? It. Oh yeah. And like asking for directions in a car. Yeah. And in a store. Yeah. Part of it too is like I want to prove that I can do it. Yeah, that's the that's like kind of the second point they make in the book that you want to prove that you're competent and independent. Yeah, like, I don't need Men Google do. Maps. But right. does do you think that has anything to do with, like, women have more humility? Like, we don't need to, like, prove ourselves and, like, mm-hmm. tend to our, you know... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, we're just like, I don't know this. I have enough of, like, yeah, and women awareness kind of have in like, me to just, like, ask someone who does know. Yeah, because women have, like, a support system, and it's like, I feel comfortable asking someone yeah. for... Something like this. Yeah. I mean, in general, most women kind of just, like, hang out in groups. Yeah. I agree with that. But then, also, it's like, do you think that's why mansplaining is a thing? What's that? Because, <laughs> like, if a girl were to, like, ask any question, then, like, you just... Have you ever heard of mansplaining? Uh-uh. It's like... It's like manscaping? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> Basically, mansplaining is, like, a man trying to explain something to usually to a woman and they like dumb it down and explain it like a dude but like so a woman could understand we'll give them an example ask me a question about cars um oh gosh now i'm gonna sound like an idiot just any question yeah let me think of something i'll do it hey jeremy what's carburetor (laughs) hey jeremy what's the lifeblood of the engine (laughs) (laughs) yeah just kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, both of those are bad examples. Imagine um, Jess had asked me, like, um, where should I go to get my oil changed? And I, as a man, was like, oh, honey, you should, like, you really should let a man do that. But that's, well, that's not a, that's a bad it. example. Yeah, that's not it. I was, what if I said, like, where do, how do I change my oil? Yeah, that would be something where, like, a dude would be like, well, you know, like, it's, like, they talk about things that everybody knows about, but in a way that it's, like, oh, you wouldn't know this. Or like, how, what about just, it. like, checking my oil? It's just being condescending. What? Something that yeah, these are all... dictionary, well, yeah. the definition of These are all, like, bad, because I feel like kind of explaining it a little heavily when it comes to cars is generally a good idea. <laughs> so cars was kind of a bad... Yeah, but sometimes you go, like... Well, like, I don't need to know everything. But that's not mansplaining. That's just so, me so being okay. overly passionate. It's actually not a motorcycle. Yeah. It's an engine. And, Essentially, and it's yeah. Like, it's like okay. eating dingus. Everybody says it, though. Like, <laughs> right. It's just... It's just like... It's just when you're, yeah, condescending or you, like, belittle a woman for her question. Okay. That, like... Because you're so smart and you know everything because you're a man. That's, yeah. yeah. I did so finger basically, quotes there. So, basically, this is the... This is the Urban Dictionary definition of mansplaining. It says, An odd word mostly used by women to belittle (laughs) and dismiss when a man is explaining a topic. It basically means the exact same thing as explaining, just a sexist and illogical version of the word. Oh, that's really funny because women feel like men are being sexist. Yeah. And they're like being sexist right back. (laughs) Oh, they think we're being sexist right Yeah, they're saying... Oh, What? Yeah, they're saying mansplaining is a, a female word to use to be yeah. men. She did just read the first one okay. from Urban Dictionary. And, and it so was that's from a man. Thought. Okay, so this that's one is from a woman. <laughs> it says, when a man explains something to a woman in a patronizing tone as if the woman is too emotional and illogical to understand. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it gives an example. It says... Okay, that's not even a good example. That's just a dude who thinks women are wrong. <laughs> um, oh, okay, this is actually a really good example. It says, you're not doing that how I would do it, so I'm going to bother you with my directions and opinions, even though I'm in no way superior and did not, and you did not ask for clarification. Okay. So it's like, yeah. Okay, it's, it's, it's essentially... Like, it's like correcting, even though it like wasn't asked for, and even though it might not even be necessary, just because that's not how like you would do it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that bird thing you got me for Christmas that constantly drinks the water. That's mansplaining? Where you're just like, just let me explain what's going on. I need to get this out of my head. And I'm like, I don't care what the science behind this Bird. is. It's essentially... Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't trying to be, like, condescending. No, you're not. It's, no. Yeah. it's really not that different from, like, splaining, but apparently... Splaining? It, you mean explaining? I was trying to oh. be funny. <laughs> Oh, it's really like there's really it's not gender specific, but like I guess women think men do it a lot, so there's a term for it, yeah. mansplaining. Mm-hmm. It, it's not condes like when you do stuff like that, it's not like condescending to me, but that's mansplaining. Yeah. Jess asked me, yeah. where do I get my oil changed? And I'm like, oh, you really you go to this place? They can do a really good job. You need to get your oil changed every three thousand miles, but like, don't go over. And while you're there, you also need your tires rotated. Do you know what having your tires rotated is? It's when they take off your tires and put them to a different location. And they rotate them. I'm that, like... That's mansplaining. It's just up. like all this like, information dude, she didn't ask for, but chill. like... Yeah. I feel like you get it now. That was probably a lot more than you needed yeah. to understand yeah. it. I think he also feels really <laughs> bad about that now. <laughs> he looked embarrassed. Like, oh, I've done that before. Oh, no. And it's time. never like... I don't know. I think it's usually just worse when it's like intentional. And it's like yeah. said because like they think the girl doesn't know anything. But I don't feel like that's normally how, like, y'all do it. I was going to say, too, I think there's a difference between, like, Ben's bird feeder thing of just, like, being passionate about a subject and wanting to talk to someone and also, like, belittling someone. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a difference. Because, like, (laughs) if I was like, oh, I really like this car because I think it's cute. And Jeremy was like... Well, actually, that's a really terrible decision because the gas mileage is really bad and it's going to be really terrible for your blah, blah, blah. And it's just an ugly car and the car community will hate you forever if you get that car. <laughs> that is, like, condescending. <laughs> he hasn't said that before. <laughs> just to clarify. You sure made that sound like that's something I've said. No, but you know things. You know a lot. Well, I, I've definitely over-explained things to Jess, especially about cars because it's something I've... <laughs> probably wrongfully think i know a lot about well it's just because you're passionate about it and so yeah i'll just get carried away and i'll talk about something without including her in it at all and after 10 minutes i realize i've been rambling about something no one cares about by that point i'm usually checked out (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good um kind of segue into what ben wanted to to talk about he mentioned it on the last podcast but we didn't get to it but jeremy just said something he thinks i don't know how you worded that but like you wrongfully think you know a lot about it, but in my head, you're a car expert. Mm. In Ben's head, you're also a car expert. We were talking about this. So, with men being Mr. Fix-It, this is leading into Ben's question, with men being like a Mr. Fix-It, and they don't ask for help, and they just want to be competent and independent, men will occasionally ask for help but it needs to be by someone that they have deemed an expert in the subject, which is Ben's question. Yeah, I guess I was just going to ask Jeremy if he thinks of it the same way. Because if I have a question, I have no issue. I have no issue talking to Jeremy. Be like, yo, Jeremy, my motorcycle is making this weird noise. What do you think is going on? So, like, he thinks you're the expert on cars. But he would never ask me that question. Or anyone else that question. Or, like, more so... If a dude expert. from work is like, oh, it's probably this, I would be like, no, 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 it's not that. Like, I got a car guy. We, and I, like, associate <laughs> Jeremy's intelligence with mine, and so I can, like, up mine to his, because, like, we're one now. Because I'm like, oh, no, no, I know a guy. Like, I don't need your advice. Like, I got this because I have, you know? And I was wondering if you Jeremy. do that with something. If you do that with uh, anything. Um... Yeah, I you like totally do that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, 
I think one thing I guess I can sort of imagine or I can remember that I've done is is that way at one point in time with like math homework and you I was like oh Ben's a an expert in all things science and math and engineering so like 100% true right <laughs> just like I'm a car expert you know where, no not really but you know I wouldn't I wouldn't and it's no offense to I don't know it's no offense to Camille because in all honesty she's probably smarter than Ben but <laughs> I would no, I would take my question to Ben just because in my head I've grown up around him my whole life and he's an expert in math and he's never there's never been a question I have he couldn't answer right that's the thing with wow. like a few months ago with your mom where you asked me something in terms about, of math <laughs> no but that's like the thing a few months ago with your mom where you, like you asked me a question about cooking and I told you the answer and you're like that's not oh. right I'm calling my mom oh, and I'm wow. like are you kidding me okay that actually not, that was an argument. Not a, that is not. I did not immediately resort to. Okay, I'm calling my mom. I was like, dude, are you serious was, right now? You're gonna call your mommy it about was, this? It was after like 20 minutes of talking no, about it. No, I was it like, and several Google searches. Like this was after a while. I did my first resort when I don't know something is not to call my mom. But you're a culinary expert's mom. But yeah, no, hundred percent. If that's why you brought it up, yeah, for I sure. I think it was just yeah. frustrating, though, because then after we looked it up, my answer was right, but he still would, like, believe... It was right in a roundabout way. It wasn't, like... We were both No, right. you were just describing... Okay, the listeners are going to be so confused as to what you we were talking were about. You describing different things. Yeah. No, he was, we like, describing dis- something, but he thought what he was describing was something different than what he was actually describing. I, yeah, I had the... We were talking about... We were talking like about a, Italian cuisine. We were talking about... Uh, um, bruschetta bruschetta and i was i couldn't remember the word for bruschetta and jess was like it's caprese salad and i was like no not salad i just said it was caprese it's caprese and i was like no it's something else and she's like no that's what it is and i'm like no it's like the bread that's like toasted and then it has like the mozzarella and the tomato and the olive oil she's like yeah that's caprese i'm like no that's not the word that's what it, the whole thing was well the thing is bruschetta doesn't and, have mozzarella and so i was just thinking of the wrong <laughs> Yeah, so it was a small misunderstanding, and to her, apparently, I needed to call my mommy right away. But no, that, like, that proves well, the point. Like, men have this expert that they have to call. I mean, even even you're, like, fact-checking Jess. Like, let me call my expert and see. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you put you that You do that around, all the time, though. But I think it's weird, though, that call men... Call my mom about Not food. your mom, but I'll, like, tell you something that you have a question about, and then you'll, like, not believe it, and then you'll, like, ask who you think is the expert on it. Like, sometimes it's Ben or Nelson. Sometimes it's your mom. Hmm. And but women I, don't do this. I don't... I don't have, like, an expert. In my head. I yeah. I would... I, I mean, I wouldn't... Like, if I had a car question, I would ask Ben, or I would ask you, or I would probably ask Jess. Like, yeah. I wouldn't only ask one person. I think the difference is we would just ask someone that we trust. You'd probably ask Google. <laughs> I trust Google. I'm just kidding. No, but it's like, I or feel TikTok. like a female, like, they're less biased to, like, a professional in something than they are to just people that they trust. Because if it came to, like, I don't even know. If there was, like, someone that I knew knew something better than someone else, I would still go to the person that I trusted more, even though they might not know as much. But yeah, so I guess a question for you, Jeremy. I was like, do you feel like you also erroneously up your intelligence because you know a guy and so you just like almost attach yours to his your intelligence to his like do i sort of inflate my own intelligence in regards to mathematics because i know a guy who yeah is good at math like false confidence of like oh no no i'm good gotcha i don't need your help i got this because i got a guy right (laughs) Um, yes. Okay. I have a perfect example. A week ago, my laptop out of nowhere stopped connecting to Wi-Fi. I spent hours trying to fix it. I Googled like uh, troubleshooters. I watched a 12 minute video with an Indian dude describing exactly what to do. Tried all 12 steps. Nothing worked. So I took it into the tech support on campus and you know, this guy spent two hours with my laptop. Couldn't, couldn't fix it either. And then he was, he refers me to this, you know, specialty guy somewhere in town. So I took my laptop there. They had it for a couple of days. They called me, said they needed to do a factory reset on it. 
and that it was going to cost a hundred bucks. And what did I do immediately was I called my older brother who is really good at fixing computers and tech support stuff. And was like, Hey, here's what they said. You know, what's the real deal here? What do I need to do? And he was like, Oh, you can do that yourself. It'll take like 15 minutes and it'll be free. Super easy. So I went and did that, fixed it. No problem. So I don't know that I conflated my own intelligence with my brother's Taylor with Taylor's, you know, even though he is far better at fixing computers and stuff than I am. But I don't know. I guess I sort of value. I did sort of because I took it back from them without having them fix it. You know, I was just like, Oh, I'll handle it. So I guess I sort of did. I think you valued Taylor's opinion more than you valued the tech support guy. Is that what you're asking? Taylor's his expert. Yeah, Taylor's yeah. an expert. Yeah, well, no, just exactly. when I was talking with Camille about this, I realized that I inflate my own intelligence by claiming an expert. Like, oh, Jeremy's my auto guy, so now I don't need to be any smarter at automotive stuff because I got an auto guy. Oh, I understand oh. what you're and so saying. So if somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, man, let me help you out, I'd be like, no, 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 I'm good. Right. It's it's me being like, I don't need to learn anymore about fixing computers because I got a guy. Yeah. You know, I can could, I could figure it out. Even though you I, have no idea. But right. you're like, no, no, no. But like, I got a guy and he knows, so basically I know. So right. I, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I do now. Yeah, I think that's bad. I never, reala- <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that, but I think you're right. Okay. There's this, sorry. Oh, no, this, you're good. This is not the, but there's this, there's this joke. There's a, at my work, they have the Daily Dilbert. <clears throat> and there's a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and an IT in a car, and the car breaks down. And the mechanical engineer is like, all right, let's uh, check the spark plugs or the engine or something. And they check it, and it's not that. And the electrical engineer, let's check the fuse box. There's probably a fuse box. It doesn't work. And then the IT guy goes, well, let's just restart it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. That just reminded me. Right. I'm just going to have to factory reset it. Let's, just, let's <laughs> fix it. <laughs> right. Yeah. What were you saying? I don't remember. Oh, sorry. My bad. It's okay. Okay. Also, something that I noticed, though. Also, something that I noticed, though, is even in both of those conversations, I was talking to Camille about this, and I was talking to my friend in class about this, but men have a tendency to make, like, outrageous analogies whenever they're trying to explain a point. I love analogies. Yeah, (laughs) every man does. I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, I was even talking to my friend, and I hope she's okay with me sharing this. I'm sure she will be. But she was, like, talking about this conversation her and her husband were having, and I think that she said that she was, like, telling her husband that he needs to, like, help out with the dishes or something like that. And he was like, okay, well, imagine this. There's a homeless guy in the middle of the road, and he asks you to pick him up like in your car every day you're not gonna want to pick him up in your car every day and she was like what (laughs) like how does that relate to anything right now like how is that correlate between doing dishes and picking a homeless guy up off the road every day that man is spitting knowledge what he's doing see and i she as soon as she said that i was like this is a trend i was like jeremy does that all the time except my analogies are my analogies are bomb. No, like we'll be talking about anything. And he's like, okay, so think about this. Imagine I die and blah, blah, blah happens. And I'm like, no, like what? That has nothing to do with what we're talking it's about. It's basically right a parable. He's just being Christ-like. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> land. Well, that kind of, I think Ben's reaction to Jess's story kind of answered the question. But he does that as well. Comes up with really random analogies. It's not just. But to be honest, you like some of them. I do like some of them. Some, some of them. them, you're like, hey, that's actually really good. I'm like, yeah. Appreciate you. I've never heard those words. Well, most of the time yours aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work well, on your analogies. Imagine this, Jess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- give us an example of one of your analogies. Imagine a homeless man is in the road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, I, it's... like, even looked over at Camille during the whole talk about, like, experts, and I was like, they're giving analogies, like, yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. It's usually in arguments, though. Like, I don't just randomly <laughs> come up with analogies. It's like we're arguing, and I'm trying to illustrate my point, and I feel like she's not getting it. That's yeah, but when that's... I start speaking in analogies, because I'm trying to rephrase it in different ways. That's also the worst time to do it. Like, because then when you, like, use it, like, so extreme, it's like, okay, I understand. Like, you don't need to, like, compare this to, like, food and children. I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure I've never made an analogy that included food or children. What about bruschetta? <laughs> Probably. It wasn't an analogy. <laughs> Real life. So this is random, but in my class, we're talking, what are, I don't even remember what class it was. It's like great leaders or something. They talk about how one of a, one trait of a great leader is they, when they speak, they use great analogies. Did they say analogies or examples? Analogies. They analogies. did say analogies? Okay, yeah. well. Which sucks, but I mean, <laughs> if it's true, it's true. Yeah. Okay, so one last thing on this advice giving for men that men don't like advice is the less a woman gives advice, the more he'll want it, which is just kind of interesting. So mm. if you're giving unsolicited advice all the time, your husband's going to hate you. <laughs> but if you stop doing it, then he'll start asking for your opinion. I feel like that's true with, like, most things with men, though. It's, yeah. like, the more that you, like, don't give it to them or, like, you don't, like, talk to them about stuff or, like, you stop asking about stuff. Like, all of those things is what they want more. Oh, oh sure. and that's what y'all were talking about with love languages, too. Right? Yep, that's my love language theory. Share it. <laughs> Is that your, well, I don't know if this is men or women or both, but just that your love language will change based off what your partner um, is hardest for them to give. So if Camille has a really hard time using words of affirmation, that will be my love language because I know when she does use words of affirmation, it's hard for her and it'll mean more. But once she gets good at that, then it won't be my love language because it's now easy for her. Now, if it's hard for her to do physical touch, then that'll be my new love language. Yeah. I agree. And that's why marriage is always hard and why women are impossible to understand because their love languages are always changing. <laughs> but if Yours they are, are too, though. But if they are, that means men are good at, they're constantly improving, right? Yeah. No, that's because true. if your love that's language changed, that yeah. means we're adapting. So that's good. They're evolving. And that's why the constitution of marriage is eternal <laughs> and why right. enough is never enough <laughs> oh my one good example of that is jess would be my my go-to expert in all things fashion um and clothing and shoes and you know hairstyle all that type Ouch, of stuff bro. i'm right here <laughs> no offense you gotta have hair to <laughs> oh the Cute. listeners didn't know fault. <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> Um, You've been exposed. There have been exposed. there have My been times been <laughs> for a long time. Now. <laughs> there have been times when Jess has liked to give me advice and very aggressive suggestions okay. on what to wear. <laughs> An aggressive. And my immediate reaction to that is to not do it. You know, I don't want her advice. I just want to wear what I'm wearing. But then there have been times when she's known it kind of frustrates me sometimes when we're trying to leave and she wants me to change clothes and I don't want to do it. So she'll stop. And then after a while, I'm like, what shoes should I wear with this? Is that, that's, I didn't notice that until we started talking about it. But it's like when she doesn't offer, when she doesn't suggest what I should wear, I feel like I'm more inclined to pick out a shirt and then be like, what pants should I wear with this? I, I could not tell you the last time I like voluntarily like, you should wear this instead. But now all the time he's like, Literally, like I think yesterday. today, <laughs> today and yesterday and the day before, you were like, "Does this match?" Or like, "Should I change my pants with this?" And I'm like, "Yes, you should." And no, it doesn't match. Well, no, because I put on, I put on a, I put on a red shirt with gray pants, and then I was like, "Jess, which jacket should I wear?" And she's I wasn't like, "That also, one." And she points to a green one. So I, I wasn't grab, looking either. I grabbed my green jacket, and she's like, "Oh, can you change your shirt though?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, I will not change my shirt." <laughs> yeah, I like wasn't looking when I answered, and then I turned around. And I was like, "I just told him to wear a red shirt with a green jacket." I was like, <laughs> "I just did not help." Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, last episode did we talk about the thing where it's like. Um, women plan to talk, but men talk to plan. Did we talk about that? I can't remember. I think we glanced over it. Okay. We should go more into that. So, I have the hiccups. Gosh, darn it. 
I always get the hiccups with Camille around. <laughs> um, so basically, there is this, um, I don't know if it's, if you can even call it a theory, but that's what we're going to go with for now. There's this theory that men, um, obviously, since they're more fixers and, you know, usually when they're communicating, it's in order to, like, fix something or to come up with a resolution. So it's said that men usually talk in order to make plans to, like, do something, but women will plan a time to talk. Is that right? Yeah, Is that something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like women enjoy the talking, so they'll plan a time to talk, but men will just talk. Yeah, guys just want to do something. They to plan to a time to yeah, do something. Brian Regan had a skit on it where he, like, went golfing or something with his buddy for, like, three hours, and he gets back, and his wife was like, hey, Brian, like, how's Dave doing? Good. What'd you talk about? Nothing. You just golfed with him for three hours. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's how guys are. Yeah, but then it's like me and Camille will, like, spend a like a Saturday together and we're like caught oh, up from the past three months together. Yeah, you yeah. guys spend half an hour and you just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can go through our entire life stories in about a day. <laughs> but it's just like interesting because it's like men don't find as much use in like talking. talking. <laughs> but then it's like when it comes to like relationships, then the girl wants to talk. But then that's why the man will usually think that she wants something fixed, like a like a solution. Mm. Maybe that's why we like uh, like a nice dinner so much because like it's doing something, but it's also a great place just to talk. <laughs> and so like males and females get what they want. Probably for a good old dinner. And yeah. everyone likes food. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> true. True. But even like when we're having like arguments or something like that, I feel like we're mentioning things that happen during arguments a lot we really don't fight that often (laughs) i feel like it's sounding like we do but it's a lot easier for us to talk about stuff when jeremy is driving Mm. because he like needs something to do so he's not just thinking about talking and thinking about like what we're talking about he has to be doing something in order to communicate better so uh when you're talking about you guys argue you guys don't argue a lot (laughs) i uh i was listening to a podcast today we ben and i listen to this lady a lot but her name's Jennifer Finlayson Fife, and she was talking about um, conflict in marriage today. This has nothing to do with gender. I mean, it does, because you've got a man and a woman that are married, but like that, that's all it's got to do with it. But, but uh, I, would, I found this really interesting in her podcast today because she said conflict in marriage is a really good thing, a really healthy thing. Because it means that you guys are being honest enough with each other that you're having conflicts. And that's like creating intimacy in your marriage is that you guys are having conflicts. Because if you have a marriage without conflicts, that means you guys are not honest with each other. Because nobody just gets along that well. Um, and then another thing she said, which... Go us. Yeah, go Jeremy and Jeff. <laughs> another thing she said that I found interesting was that a a marriage without conflict where you're not having arguments or I don't know conversations like confrontations is really unhealthy because you will run into one at some point and if you have not had experience getting over that then you guys are just like you you have no idea where to go from there because it's like you have no experience with how to resolve any issues anyway Ben Ben just knows this guy who said they didn't have any conflicts in their marriage for like the first five years and I like kind of put him on a pedestal for a little bit until I realized that that's actually a really unhealthy thing to have in a marriage. Because then didn't you say like at the end of those five years they like blew up about everything that bothered them in the past like five years or something? Oh I don't even remember. Do you remember? Did I say that? I feel like you might have but I can't remember either. I just remember about when they started arguing was when they had kids. <laughs> what yeah. is up with that? I have seen so many TikToks recently where it's like, this was our relationship before we had kids, and then this is our relationship after. And the couple was, like, completely ignoring each other and had, like, a oh, ton man. of issues. And I'm like, what is it about having kids? Like, wouldn't... Because to me, yeah. I feel like that's something that would bring you closer together. 
I think it's something that has the potential to bring you closer together. I mean, at the same time, though, you have less time to just spin with. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be a little blunt here, but I don't know why anybody is under the illusion having kids makes your life easier. Better. Like, let me, let me explain that. Because I think it, it can make you, your life tremendously better. You know, much more rewarding and much more rich and full. You but easier? Yeah, maybe easier is what I meant, not better. Because it definitely can make your life better. But I just mean, like, kids are an insane amount of work. We don't have any. I'm not speaking from experience. But, like, I've been around kids, and I've, you know, I know a lot of people who have kids. And, and you're it, great with kids. Yeah, thanks. You are. You're really good. <laughs> you're, um, yeah, it's actually. And it's exhausting, you know? Like, it's it's stressful, and it's annoying, and sometimes, you know, they just won't cooperate. And like it just makes sense that that can just drive a wedge in your marriage if you let it you know and but not that it's going to but that it can if you let it and if you're not on the same page with your spouse about how to discipline mm-hmm. that can be really hard and from what there was a relief society president who said that like the biggest issue she had with the women that she dealt with was that like after 10 or 20 years of raising their kids they lost their identity and so I wonder if a lot of people who stay at home, whether it's the dad or the mom who stay home, kind of like start to lose themselves. Mm-hmm. Not how Eminem says to, but <laughs> in a bad way. Right. That's actually one of the things I think that is really cool about this podcast is that you guys will like look back on this and just, it's just a really good way to get to know each other better. I mean, you guys could be sitting here watching TV, you know, but like you guys are spending time to get to know each other better. Oh, that was cute. Jeremy gave her a hug. Uh, <laughs> cutie. Yeah, I think... Oh, don't take me. I think that's, like, been one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast is that we're learning a lot more about each other's different opinions and thought processes and how we just communicate or function or how we think on different topics. And I feel like it's, like, made us closer, but it's also given us, like... In our free time, it's given us more time to be like, oh, like, so what do you think about this? It's made us more open to communicate about different interesting things instead of just, like, falling back on meaningless, like, brainless activities. Well, it's something I feel like we sort of just kind of naturally did. Like, these types of conversations with Ben and Camille happen very often, and conversations between Jess and I happen pretty often. So it's, I like to think of it more as, like, we're not really doing anything different than usual. We're just recording it. It's right. kind of how I yeah. like to think about it. Yeah. One thing, though, that kind of... We're on a little tangent here, but my uh, professor mentioned this week. We were talking about how <clears throat> culturally there's been a big shift in the last 10... Uh, somewhere between 50 and 20 years ago or something. That there's been a big shift away from like dating in the like courting sense. It's gone from that to more hanging out. Yeah. So rather than asking someone out on a date, you ask them if they want to come hang out. And how that is absolutely detrimental to married couples in the long run. He, this, my professor has been a marriage and family therapist for over 30 something years. And he said that he can predict with 85% accuracy, um, what a married couple fights about based on how they dated. Oh, wow. What? And he said that one of the worst things you can do, you know, when you're dating, again, air quotes, if you're dating someone, is to hang out. Hmm. Because he says the th- three things that make a real date is that it's planned ahead of time, it's paired off, you know who you're on a date with, it's not like you're hanging out with a group of 15 people, and you pay for the girl is paid for you know you go do something and oh, you the pay. girl pays for the guy if she asks because you yeah, think that yeah. would be pretty controversial nowadays so you're like oh yeah a guy play, pays for the girl but because now a lot of people would be like oh i'll pay for myself right but why one i mean camille never had an issue with me paying not the 85 dollar cheesecake 67 it was $67. <laughs> one, one challenge he issued recently that's been sticking in my head. Oh, last thing, and we can move on from this whole professor talk. But one thing he said, though, is he said, if you find yourself hanging out with your significant other, whether you're dating or you're you know, going to be dating or you've dated before, or you're married, wherever, you know, whoever that person is, 
if you're doing a lot of hanging out, try dating them again. Stop hanging out. Try dating them again and see how you really feel about being around them. Hmm. Because it's really easy. You know, a lot of people like to think when you're hanging out, you're being your real self. But in reality, you're being a chill, you know, doesn't really care, do whatever version of yourself. When you're dating, you're talking with them. That's mm-hmm. your real self, not your while you're scrolling on your phone or watching Netflix. That's not your real self. That's true. I needed to hear that. That's good. Yeah. So that's one thing, you know, I guess I sort of thought of that because, you know, we do try to do that, especially recently. I've tried to make a big effort to ask Jess on dates. Hmm. You know, in reality, we're not doing much different, but right. I make it a date now, or I try to, mm. you know. It's Thought I'd throw special. that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Just making it more intentional. So I guess that's less male versus female brain in sort of marriage. Marriage, but yeah, I guess we got our <laughs> It'll help all brains. <laughs> okay, so I've got a question I've got written down here. I just want to know if you guys do this or like if this drives men crazy, but um, basically one of the things they talked about in the book was don't keep a man in suspense. So kind of an example of that. When, when I was little, I remember my mom was at the dinner table and she said, Uncle Kylie got in a motorcycle accident today and she wanted to like tell this whole story. That's my dad's brother, by the way. Um, she wanted to tell this whole story and like build up to this end and my dad just got ticked off he's like is he okay is he alive like what happened but she wanted to like have this suspenseful story and I and I uh I did that the other day to Ben I can't remember what our example was but he's just like what the crap happens in the end (laughs) I'm like he's like just tell me the end and I was like I wanted to tell the story like I wanted to build up all this suspense I forgot what was that I don't remember what it was but you were like just tell me what happened (laughs) I just wondered if you guys have seen that like don't build don't build up suspense I feel like it's the opposite for us because I feel like he always wants to tell like a super detailed suspenseful story and I'm like dude what happened like (laughs) Yeah. Like, wait, so just, like, tell me this, and then you can tell me what happened, but, like, tell me what I want to know right now. Uh-huh. Well, we were, Jess and I were watching the show Anne with an E recently, and <laughs> oh, we, were, yeah. we were getting within a few episodes of the very last season, mm-hmm. and Jess wanted to know if, you know, the protagonist was going to get with the guy she's been crushing on for three seasons. It was killing me. And she was just like, I'm, I'm Googling it, I'm Googling the end, and I was like, you better freaking not, I will take your phone, like... <laughs> We have two episodes left. We've been watching this show for seasons now. Like, you're not going to just Google it. Here are two episodes left. She's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So that was an ex- a recent example. That was yesterday. She could take the suspense. Yeah, that was yeah. a recent example of, I guess, where it was switched. Yeah. Yeah. It ended how I wanted it to. Well, I'm glad that we had, like, a switch on this. Because they mention in the book that, like, you won't fall into these categories every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you really enjoy telling us a suspenseful story, though. Even the other day, we were in the car, and I was like, so this happened? And he was, like, telling me something, and I was like, so this is what happened. And he was like, Jessica, I am a storyteller. <laughs> He's like, let me tell a story. And I was like, no. I was like, just tell me what I want to know. You said that? Yes. I, th- I think my exact words were, I am a storyteller, Jess. I am a teller of the story. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something so. dumb like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Just as like love story. What? Taylor Swift plug. We haven't mentioned Taylor Swift this episode, so just did. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, love story. Also, she just released the Taylor version of Love Story, if anyone wanted to know. Ben <laughs> when I mentioned the thing about stop hanging out and start dating, you said you needed to hear that. Why? <clears throat> well, I think I used to really like that. But um, I think I've drifted away from it since... You really liked hanging out. <clears throat> Dating. No, no. I like mean, he, when... used to, he used to call and ask me on a date, even after several years of being married. Yeah. But I think during like this last pregnancy, I've like drifted away, and I feel like we've mostly been just hanging out. I think a lot of it, too, is because like during the pregnancy, it's more of just like, what's Camille up for that day? Right, so he can't he can't so call like, me and be like, "Hey, do you want to go do this this weekend?" Because I've had to I've had to like forfeit my 
planning. My planning. And yeah. I really like to plan. And, but I've forfeited all that because <clears throat> it drives me crazy if I create a plan. And then I can't do it. Yeah, because <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm not feeling up for that. So today. I've just said, you know, you can plan everything. But I think there's, and I think that was kind of a cop out. So I think I need to try harder to do more of what I can. Well, that was one thing that sort of I thought was worthwhile is that I don't know that hanging out is like an evil thing. You know, I think that dating should be prioritized over hanging out, especially in a marriage. But that doesn't mean hanging out needs to go out the window, you know, like... There have been a, a few times, especially recently, where, you know, Jess and I are both working 20 to 30 hours a week and full-time students. So usually, you know, after we both get home from work, eat dinner, you know, we only have a few hours left before we got to go to bed and we got to cram homework into that last few hours. And so, you know, in those cases, sometimes... And and, and with an E. And and with, and, an, and with an E. In which case that took precedence over the homework last <laughs> night, but... I had to know. I couldn't... I couldn't... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but that was a good example where that wasn't planned, but we just hung out and it was what we both needed. You know, yeah. we didn't need a movie date night with a fancy dinner. You know, we just needed to chill and hang out together. So I'm not saying, you know, hanging out is evil. I just think dating is very important and it shouldn't be forfeited for hanging out. Oh, yeah. And I think that is like super crucial when you're dating, especially to marry, just because it's like. I was in, me and Jeremy are both in the same class where we talk about, like, the brands and the male and persons and gender and all this stuff. Anyways, but we're, we have different teachers, so we get, like, a lot of different perspectives on the topics that we talk about. But he was saying that there are, like, very high statistics of, um, the rate of divorce is a lot higher in couples who just, like, cohabitate, like, before marriage, And I thought that was really interesting because it was reminding me of what Jeremy was saying about, like, just hanging out versus dating. Because I think marriage has to be very intentional with, like, like, okay, how do I say this? Okay. Dating is to hanging out as marriage is to cohabitating. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, like, marriage is, like, very intentional and you can't just, like... Mm -hmm. it's not just living together to like save on rent. It's a lot more like you're living together because you're committed to each other and dating. It's not just you're hanging out because you like being around each other. It's you're interested in seeing where the thing, where things go in the future. And so when you're a lot more intentional, it gives your relationship a lot more. um, It gives your relationship a higher rate of success because you're both just like caring more and you're more committed to one another where I think hanging out, if you go from hanging out all the time to getting married Neither of you have ever put in, like, super intentional time to focus on, you know, yourselves as a couple. That was a great analogy. Just saying. Like, that's a female... (laughs) Look at that! That's a female analogy that makes sense to the female brain, not... (laughs) Dating and marriage are, like, a homeless man. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, we do make analogies. They just are more relevant. (laughs) You're, okay. u- you're using some random dude's analogies to compare against yours? What about ours? He's, ours? The, he's the expert. He's my expert. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Just kidding. That's another good one. Oof. Two for two. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the hand signals and stuff that we do because they're kind of funny. But... Okay, this is, this is the last thing I wrote down, but maybe for the listeners, three things to work on if you're a man or a female. The last kind of kind of notes that I took from this book are three communication problems from men and then three communication problems from women so you can improve these with whoever is in your life I guess um so men's communication problems the first is that he minimizes a woman's feelings and I think we talked about that one in the last podcast so I don't think we need to cover it too much um the second one is a woman wants a man to listen and the man will listen but with a caveat is that the right way to say that word yep Mm -hmm. um because now he feels like there's a problem after listening to the woman now he feels like there's a problem to be solved and he's depressed he can't help um which also i took it out (laughs) 
which also another thing that we kind of talked about last time that I wanted to follow up with on this time we talked about how men's testosterone drops when he listens to a woman because he feels like there's this problem that he can't solve but interestingly enough if he just has a um, a shift of mindset that he is solving the problem just by listening his testosterone will actually increase so like that huh. mind shift look at that like, kind of hmm. crazy Wow. That is really interesting. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Just just knowing that he's solving the problem by doing nothing doesn't decrease his testosterone and give him depression. It actually helps him too. Which undoubtedly undoubtedly is very fascinating. However, not as easy as it sounds. Just gonna slide that <laughs> in there. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Ben? I mean I can pretty much raise or lower my testosterone oil <laughs> yeah he can go climb mountain <laughs> he can lift strong things <laughs> i'm the maker of my destiny <laughs> that was very the alchemist of you <laughs> yeah no no that's definitely uh, tough still tough to do oh yeah yeah which is why it's something to work on so yeah. i didn't mean to derail anything but... no you're good and then the third thing is just that um, men don't always reassure reassure the woman after listening to them. So you can't just be like, okay, tell me all your problems, and you listen, and then you just leave. You have to be like... You're like, oh, that's hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need to like be like, wow, I, I can't believe they did that. I'm so sorry. You have every right to feel that way. I, yeah. I mean, end with something than just other than just like, well, glad you got that out of your system. Like, that's not a good answer. Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the three communication problems for men. I would agree with those. Would you agree with those for, like, things that yeah, you know, I, men could work on? Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, so, like, recently <clears throat> I've been into this book, Unplugged, but I've been into a book. That's the more important thing. And, like, I'll be reading it at night, and that's also when Camille wants to tell me everything about her day. So, like, me, like, half-reading my book while listening is probably a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Take your laughter as a yes. (laughs) Jess does the same thing, but when we're trying to go to bed, like... That's when this is, because I'm in bed and he's reading. Okay, yeah. No, we'll both, like... Yeah, it's like, like, straight up, we're in bed. We'll both shower, brush our teeth, get down, lay down in bed, turn the lights (laughs) off. We'll get down, shower... Brush your teeth. Jeremy. Get in bed. And get then down again. Get down again. And that's when she wants to start talking. And like for me, it is like that is go to sleep time. That's, that's not a, talk that's time. Hundred percent me too. Yeah. Well, because I think too, like at night is when our minds are most active. Like, it's after a long busy day where like a ton of stuff happened, and like we need to get all of the like gunk from the day out or like we're going to be thinking about it while we try and go to bed. Yeah. You can get it out earlier. But you, like, you're not thinking about it earlier. Like, it's when your brain is, like, not focused on anything else except all the things that are going on in your day. Well, that's true. Jess went majority of the day without thinking to eat or drink anything. So yeah, that was really I not... I guess that is a bit much to ask. That was not <laughs> cash money on my part. Talk about differences between the male and yeah. female brain. Goodness. <laughs> Like, okay, Camille said that she does this too. I Wednesday did the exact same thing. Literally Wednesday. I did the <laughs> I did it on Wednesday too. Basically it's like you're so busy that eating and drinking is just not a priority. It just doesn't cross my brain. No. I I until do not you, it's like the that. end of the day and you like feel like death low key. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do I I pretty regularly eat two of every meal. I'll eat breakfast. And then after an hour at work, I have my second breakfast. And then a couple hours later, I have lunch. And then mid-afternoon, second I have lunch. second lunch. And then dinner when I get home. And then dinner before I go to bed. You'd have made a great hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Like, I literally picked him up from work today. I was like, how was your day? And he was like, good. I had a good second lunch. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I didn't even eat lunch today, let alone have a second one. That is so funny. That That's, like, the first thing he talked about about after you picked him up because I was just telling Ben like I came home on Monday he had the boys all day on Monday and I'm like how was your day literally the first thing he says is 
It was good. We ate and then listed everything yes. that they ate. Yes. Like, Without even whether, thinking about it. Whether they have a oh. good day or not, like, depends well, on like, what they're consuming. Well, like, I'm so proud of that they ate healthy and they ate good. So, I was the, like, our, the, because kids. to me, if our yeah. kids eat good, they're going to sleep good. Mm. Yeah. I don't even think about that. And yeah, if they no. sleep good, they're going to grow good. So, I'm just like, <laughs> They're yeah. going to grow good. <laughs> ben, like, ben used to say if they play good, then they'll sleep good. He was all about wearing them out. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gave up on wearing a four-year-old yeah. out. That's, <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> no, what my mom... Or, yeah, okay, this is, like, derailing, but my mom always said that if you give a kid sun, water, and food... like Oh, my gosh. I just told him that in the car today. Yeah, like, sun, but obviously, but shops. water isn't just, like, you know, <laughs> drinking water. It's, like, having them play in water, like, either at the beach or at a yeah. pool or, like, in sprinklers, yeah. and then... So sun, water, and then food, and they're, like, out. She's like, if That's you ever so want cool. a kid, like, off your back, give them, like, yeah. sun, water. Like, have them go play outside with the sprinklers, and then give them a sandwich, and it'll be done. Yeah. I was driving to DI today with my two boys, and I told them about vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin G, vitamin ground. Hashtag Coach Hornbeck. <laughs> also, let us take a moment to also say that his kids are four and two years old. So how are they comprehending the vitamin types? Well, they came home and they had an orange. Oh. So I was saying vitamin C, baby. And for snack, they had a red bell pepper, which is also high in vitamin C. So no, um, not gangrene. What was scurvy. It? Scurvy. No scurvy for us. Just, yeah. Yeah. No scurvy for you. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, jumping back in. Three communication problems women have that we can work on for men. The first is that women try to improve or help a man's behavior. So if they're doing something you don't like, you should just not say anything. <laughs> I it's think like, is what... What What do you say when you're just like, so why are you well, doing it's like, that? Well, it's like... It's like, um, I gave Ben an example the other day. It's like, if he... Oh, like diapers. Was that the example I gave you? I think we kind of used it. No, it's just like saying, like, if you're driving somewhere and obviously the place you were trying to go was to the right back there, you shouldn't be like, oh, that was your turn back there. Because it's like, yeah, no duh. Like, I know I just missed my turn. But, like, women tend to do that, like, Oh, you just burned yourself. Hey, it's hot. And I mean, like, that's, <laughs> or like that's you should have done but... that. I say oh, that, that a lot, and it really that makes irritates me so bad when it's like, yeah, no dip. Like, yeah. Okay, we'll, but we'll what like, am I supposed to say though? We'll be like doing dishes, and I'll like <laughs> just will very kindly like dry the dishes while I'm washing them, and I'll like something will slip you, and water will like splash on me. She'll be like, oh yeah, like don't don't drop that. It'll splash. I'm like. Or wow, no, like, <laughs> no, it's it's not that like self evident. It, it's, it's usually like when that. you like burn yourself. When I say it, yeah, she's like, "Oh, that oven's hot," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Just burn myself on it." <laughs> yeah, or like, okay, but, but what yeah. am I supposed to say though when we're driving and he misses our exit three times? <laughs> Maybe tell me the exit like a quarter mile in advance, not twenty five feet in advance. No, but it's like. I'll say it, and then you'll forget, and then I'll say it again, and then you're, like, talking about cars usually for 10 minutes, <laughs> and then you miss it again, and I'm like, Jeremy! <laughs> okay, but speaking I would... of this, on the way here, we were leaving, and we, like, left, and we're on a road for five minutes, like, Camille, we should go through a checklist. I forgot my boots. So we drive back, go pick up my boots, leave, and after a couple minutes, Camille's like, so... Did you grab your boots? I was like, oh, no, I grabbed the mittens, but no boots. And we had to go back again. <laughs> but not once was she like, Ben, we really need to go over checklist. We got to do this. You got to do this. You know, you make sure. She just, like, dropped it. I used nice. to do that, oh. though, a lot. And I so, used, like. But did that used to bother him? Well, but I'm just saying, like, that, I haven't told her, obviously. It's just, like, a couple hours ago. But, like, that was major points in my book of, like. To not bring it up again. You didn't rag on me, even though I, like, I know I messed up twice. But we're not, like kicking me when I'm down. You know? Right. But, huh. but I'm just saying, just like, not ragging, I still am fully aware that she could have, but didn't. Fair. But it's hard for the woman to know that the guy's thinking that. Yeah, that was a great example. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like that example because I did the right thing in that example. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay, second thing is she doesn't acknowledge what he has done, only what he hasn't done. I know I suck at this. I suck at that. It'll be like, I'll come home and Ben's had the boys all day or something, and I'll be like, you forgot to take the trash out. It's Monday. Why didn't you take the trash out? Instead of noticing that he did the dishes and he watched the boys all day and the house is clean. It's just like I only acknowledge the one thing he didn't do. So I guess the best scenario would have been like, oh, you forgot your boots twice, but at least you brought the trail mix. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. <laughs> yeah. But even that sounds passive aggressive. <laughs> well, it depends how you say it. I yeah, guess. that's true. Yeah, or like I'll be talking to Jeremy and I'll be like, "You like don't do the," I'll, or I'll say like, um, "I'll I'll say something like I do the dishes like every day like you need to do the dishes too," but in reality, he actually also makes dinner nearly every day because he enjoys cooking a lot more than I do, and instead of being like. Well, I do thank him for dinner, like, every single day, because it's, like, bomb. But, and even if it's not bomb, I still thank him for dinner, because, you know, <laughs> effort. <laughs> but I will say, like, I'm, like, always doing the dishes. Like, you use every single dish when you cook. But instead of being, like, you did the dishes. Or, like, you cooked, and it was amazing. And I'm going to help you do the dishes would probably be better. What's the worst meal he's made? Oh, what's that one thing that you made... Usually, Not nearly enough information to go off of there. I don't like Chili Mac. Don't keep him in it, suspense. Just. Chili Mac, literally disgusting. I I'm not a fan. I haven't made Chili Macs like, since, since we were been, dating. Since we've been married. Let me make you because some Because I don't like it. <laughs> I'll make you some good Chili Mac. It just is like, it's just it's <laughs> I think just like the first time I gave it to her, it was like one box of mac and cheese and one can of chili, which is too high. Of, you can't go 50-50. You need that. You, you I was fine with <laughs> I was fine with it, but like I think she did. I had never had that. I before think for too. her, that's I, a perfect ratio. <laughs> for her, I would have done like seventy-five percent mac and cheese, thirty percent chili. I'm a child. And she would have. <laughs> I think she would have liked it more. You know? Probably. I need the twisty noodles. <laughs> but for me, I'm like I'm not going to use three quarters of a can of chili. You know, I was like I mac and cheese, bam, can. Like you know, like that. But she didn't like it very much. Seventy-five percent and thirty percent. The other day, um, I think I had made dinner or something and just was doing the dish. Or she hadn't done the dishes yet, but she goes, <laughs> she goes, so are you doing these dishes or am I going to help you do these dishes? <laughs> That's not what I said. I said, am I going to do the dishes or are you going to help me do the dishes? But you always like twist it. But you like thought that was the funniest thing ever. I think in my head, that's what I thought she said. That's just what made sense in my head for her to say. And it was really funny to me. So, so are, are you, you going to do this, this or am I going to help you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and for the record, I do the dishes way more than Jess. That's not true. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to get out of that. <laughs> All right. What was the last thing? For well, the third months? thing that I wrote down, I'm actually noticing I, it says corrects his behavior, but I feel like we kind of, yeah, I feel like one and three go together. So maybe women only have two things to work on. We have less things to apologize Both for. for women. Good job. Women guys. are way less likely to admit they're wrong. Hot take. <laughs> women have less to be wrong about. I feel like, like that's wrong very true. Less. Men are wrong all the time. You can <laughs> tell he's been married longer than we have. Good job, Ben. <laughs> High five. I was, I was just saying that because you refuted it, so I figured I'd just say it to prove the point. <laughs> yeah. uh, just one other thing, though. Like, um, I remember when we first got married, we like invited both of our parents to dinner and asked him like what advice they had <clears throat> but like one thing my dad said that bugged him or not bugged I guess but that was a tiff in their marriage yeah. was that my mom would say hey can you do this can and you it was specifically can you take out the trash can you take out the trash yeah but really just the verb can you and my dad would take it like of course I can like I could do any you know mm-hmm. and it was just like the word was like really? a trigger and like a trigger word for us has been should mm-hmm. and like I'll see some cool idea of like some DIY fold-out trailer. I'm like, oh, Camille, we should make one of those, or I should make that. And to Camille, that means, that hey, Camille, off. I'm going to go spend $3,000 and go make this tomorrow. Yeah. That. That is a thing. Because Jeremy's head, like, like, oh, we should like, get one of those. And I'm like, no. We don't need yeah. that. Like, you don't care about our finances. But, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. you know how expensive and how time-consuming <laughs> that yeah. is? Like, 
don't make plans to do this. Yes, and we were talking about this, and he says, well, if I'm saying should, it means it's hypothetical. Yeah, but I, in, in my mo- head, in most cases. if I'm saying we should do that, then it's like making a plan to right. do something. that's totally how I am, too. But I remember one thing in this book is like, in some of these scenarios, it almost sounds like men and women speak different languages. Like the guy will say, I want a burrito, and the woman hears, I want a hamburger. And it's just like so different. Yeah, yeah, those those examples in this book, we should yeah. find some and share them with them. That would with be our, awesome. I that I've noticed that with Jess, like I'll say something and her response just like leaves me at a loss. I'm like, how that is has zero to do with what I just said. You yeah. know, it's, I'm like that is like, exactly what you just. It feels said. like we're speaking different languages. Uh-huh. Those responses are really good in yeah. this book. I'm like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't can't think of one recently. Oh, yeah, like, I'm like, Jess, we should get a van and, like, build it out so we can live in it for the summer. And Jess is like, so you're saying I need to work more? That's not what, wait, when did that happen? This is a bad example. Is this hypothetical? This is a hypothetical. This is an analogy. This is an analogy. (laughs) And to her, like, her train of thought goes, okay, Jeremy wants to build this expensive van, Mm -hmm. so I need to work more hours to get more money so Mm -hmm. we can pay for this expensive van. And That's in, in my head, I just want to have a fun conversation about, like, the hypothetical chance one day we'll live in a van for a summer and it'd be fun. But in her, it just immediately goes down this yep, spaghetti practical. bowl noodle no, but of it's the practical. female brain. Yep. It's practical to, versus So you're saying I need to work more. And but it's also, like, you want and the I'm van. just like, uh, what? Also, you want the van so you can spend more time with her, not less. Right. Yeah, so it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like a plug for this book. There's, like chapters dedicated to like when a man comes home and says this this is what he means but this is what the woman hears mm-hmm. and it's so wow. cool to like we should read that yeah also i can leave all the details under the podcast of the books that we've mentioned as well as the podcast that we've been referring to as well if you would like to check them out with us yeah we're gonna read them and we'll mention our thoughts on them later yeah, for sure Okay, I think yeah, that's, that, that about does it. That covers it. You guys have anything else? Nah, man. Bippity boppity, give me the sloppity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again. It's been so much fun having y'all on the podcast with us. Um, and then also for all of our listeners, don't forget to go over to Instagram and follow us at the Not So Charlie Brown. We post updates there and we'll ask questions for. Um, advice or questions that y'all have that we will bring up in the podcast also feel free to rate this podcast and let us know what you think and if you have any suggestions talk to you later bye